When it comes to keeping your small business valuable information safe, Dell Small Business Technology Advisors can recommend tailored security solutions like computers with Intel Core processors, servers, storage, networking, plus industry-leading monitors and software. Running your own small business is a big challenge, but with the right partner, it's a lot easier. To speak with an advisor today, call 0800-085-4878. That's 0800-085-4878. Welcome to Affirmative Assessment. This is a topical podcast whose host will have many opinions. These opinions are a product of the host and should be taken lightly. Or not. I really don't care. See? There's the sort of opinions you should be expecting if you're going to continue listening. Enjoy! Oh, and there may be some swearing. And the occasional sipping of the alcoholic beverage that the host is drinking. So, yeah. Welcome to episode two of Affirmative Assessment. I am your host, Tom. You may know me from Dumb All Over. This is my solo show. And if you are here for the second episode, thank you. Uh, The first week went very well. I was thoroughly surprised that there was any kind of interest at all. And uh, yeah, uh, most people, at least everyone that's said it, has uh, seemed pretty interested by the show. So thank you for all the support and all that. Um, And with that, you know, I'm here for a second episode, as promised. Uh, How is everybody? I hope everyone had a good week. Um, Yeah, my week was pretty good. Kind of quiet. There's a little sad news hearing uh, Chester Bennington from Lincoln Park passed away due to suicide. That was kind of a little bit of a rough moment. Uh, I wasn't a gigantic Linkin Park fan, but it's more of like a childhood nostalgic kind of thing, you know, kind of grew up listening to the radio all the time, and, you know, Linkin Park always played, especially when I was growing up, so that was kind of sad, um, you know, other than that, the week was kind of quiet so far, um, I hope, uh, if you're listening to this on your way to work or whatever it is, I hope you have a good start to the week. I know Mondays are always tough. They're tough for me, at least. Um, But yeah, uh, today I'm going to be drinking. That's, you know, shouldn't be a surprise because I have to drink when I'm doing these kind of shows. But um, in preparations for what I believe is going to be our drink for the show, the main show, um, I have some red wine. Now, uh, this should be like a little teaser, because if you're listening to this and you're going to be listening to Dumble Over's main show, which will be released on Friday, uh, you will know, well, at least I hope, because that was, I think, what we planned, Austin and I, uh, that we're going to have a red wine or a wine show. So I'm kind of giving you a preview, and I'm going to be drinking some wine as I discuss today's topic. This wine I have is from one of my favorite um, vineyards. 
It's uh, from Apothic. And if you have not had Apothic, they are delicious. They make some amazing wine. This is just their red. Um, it's it's got a kind of a dry feel. Well, it's definitely dry, but um, it's there's I guess maybe like a Merlot, maybe maybe like a Cabernet. I'm not sure uh, exactly what um, grapes they're using, but uh, they also have their dark Apothic Dark, which is my favorite from them. I just don't have that on hand, so I will be enjoying some nice wine. And this wine, as far as I know, does not contain any GMOs. Hmm. Why did I say that? Good question. People who probably didn't even ask that. That is because for my second episode of Affirmative Assessment, I will be discussing GMOs. So, I have a love-hate relationship with GMOs. It's a topic that I've cared about a lot, especially over the past few years of my life. Uh, Something I've always paid attention to, but only kind of recently started really digging into this. Um, It's a topic that you can make political... And we'll talk a little bit about the political side to this, but the odd part about GMOs is I know very liberal friends who are pro-GMOs. I know very liberal friends who are anti-GMOs. I know hardcore conservatives who are pro-GMOs and hardcore conservatives who are anti-GMOs. So it's one of those issues that you can make political, and there are political aspects, obviously, because everything that we ever do is going to have something to do with politics. However, this really isn't just a political issue. This is more of a moral issue in a lot of ways, a health issue. The debates that go on with GMOs are intense. They are sometimes very aggressive. And the weird part is, there's really no right or wrong. And I guess you could say that for about just about anything. But this debate goes on, and it will continue to go on. And we'll explore some of that. We'll also explore some of the history of GMOs, some companies that are associated with GMOs. Uh, and we'll just throw some facts out. I did, I've did. i been doing a lot of research on this for many years, so I actually have links kind of saved up. So this is like a very easy topic for me. So what are GMOs? GMOs, by definition, are just genetically modified organisms. That's what GMO stands for. So it's a food or an organism that in one way or another has been altered. Their DNA has been altered, enhanced, changed, whatever you want to say. It's been altered. It's been changed. There's the the whole, obviously, there's the whole science part of it that I'm not going to be able to answer because I'm not a scientist. However, these practices are becoming more and more known. Um, The genetic modifying of foods and organisms. And why are they becoming a topic of discussion? Well, mainly because there's no definable evidence that GMOs are bad for you 
there's also none that overwhelmingly say they're okay for you. And it's because of that that the debate continues to go on. Are GMOs good for you or are GMOs bad for you? I don't really have an answer. I don't know. You know, I for many years I always believed that GMOs were the worst thing possible for you. And there's parts of me that still believe that. But there's there's another side that I've always looked at, but I'm starting to look at both of them evenly instead of one being so evil and one side not. GMOs by concept can be used for the greater good. They really can be. Because by altering the food, by creating them to be a specific way, you can actually grow them in different areas. Or you can increase the amount of food that comes from a crop. You can extend the shelf life of a certain food. So you can see that there are definitely benefits to changing something. We'll just use an apple as an example. If you have an apple and you change its core to being a regular apple that if you leave on the counter for a week, it starts to rot, or you change it so that it lasts two weeks, that in one way or another helps somebody eat that food. It doesn't, it doesn't go bad quicker. Also, if an apple tree grows, let's say, 50 apples normally, and then you provide uh, a genetically modified seed and that tree grows, you might have 100 because other apples don't get eaten, and etc. Now, that's also where a problem lies, because some forms of GMOs include creating a seed that already has sort of like a pesticide sort of already in it. It's meant to grow with it, so insects don't eat it. Uh, it also has like... Uh, like a fertilizer kind of quality, so it grows bigger, grows stronger. That's, to me, uh, an issue, because I don't want to eat that shit. And that's an issue not just to me, that's an issue to a lot of people. So GMOs really have this good and bad side to them. So I don't really look at it like that. I look at other aspects. Um, let me let me read something straight from non-gmoproject.org. That's that famous uh, li- label that you might see on on non-gmo items. Uh, it's got a little like looks like a leaf in a checkmark shape with a butterfly on it, and then on the right side it says non-gmo project. Um, when the question is asked, are GMOs safe? It says most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe and have significant restrictions or outright bans on the production and sale of GMOs. The U.S. and Canadian governments, though, have approved GMOs based on studies conducted by the same corporations that created them and profit from their sale. (sighs) So that's uh, concerning, (laughs) to say the least. So, first off... It says uh, most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe and have significantly or significant restrictions or outright bans on them. So I looked that up and I wanted to see a list of countries that do not um, use GMOs or have some sort of restriction. So in this map, uh, and I'll provide the website too, it's uh, gmo.geneticliteracyproject.org. Uh, it has a, a colored picture of the world. And has uh, U.S., Canada, Mexico, uh, most of like South 
Asia, most of the Middle East, most of Africa, Australia, most of South America, all in red, which stands for no formal GMO-free platform or widespread use in most areas. And that's definitely accurate, at least for the United States. Uh, The UK is in that list as well, unfortunately, um, because most of our food is not labeled in GMO or non-GMO because they do have something in the product that is using a GMO product. Then the next category is laws restricting GMOs in most areas. And this list isn't huge. Uh, It includes Italy, France, Germany, Switzerland, some of the uh, eastern side of Europe. And then there's the GMO-free or national bans. And what shocks me in this one is there are, it looks like there's a lot more countries, but it's specifically one country. And this kind of just shocked me because uh, I just don't see them in this way. But Russia, Russia is the biggest country on that list. There's other countries, there's smaller countries. Egypt is a notable country in that. There's, uh, I believe, Greece. The picture is kind of hard to see. But Russia is the big one there. They banned GMOs. So there are a lot of countries that are starting to ban GMOs outright, which is in its own right a little concerning. Now, what it seems like to me is that most of these countries that are restricting it or banning it in, in totally are just not sold on the fact that it is safe. Kind of strike one, I guess you can say. But then the second part of that uh, question, are GMOs safe, says that uh, the studies that were conducted are conducted by the same corporations that created them. If you follow this at all, there's one name that continuously comes to surface. And that name is Monsanto. Monsanto is a uh, company uh, that was created in Missouri. Um, their most famous product, at least to the public, is Roundup, the herbicide. If you go to pretty much any uh, Home Depot or Lowe's, Ace Hardware, any type of uh, hardware store, you'll see Roundup all over the place. That is Monsanto. Recently, Monsanto and Bayer merged together. Bayer bought Monsanto for, I believe it was $66 billion. Uh, Bayer is obviously famous for aspirin, which in its own right is sort of concerning. I I don't know. I'm not going to go into conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But it is weird that uh, an aspirin, a medical company, would buy a company that is making herbicides. Uh, to me, it's a little strange, at least. But that's its own topic. I don't. I really don't even have time for that. Uh, but Monsanto was one of the first. I believe that there were four groups that originally started introducing uh, modified genes into plants. And Monsanto was one of the first four. So, in theory, they're one of the very first to uh, create a GMO. Now, if you look up their website, they say they were established in 2000. Okay, that's fine. But they they were under what is considered old Monsanto. Um, it was a chemical company originally. And they actually produced things... As it says here on their uh, histories website, I guess you can say, uh, vanilla, aspirin, oddly enough, um, and later rubber. 
processing. This was in the 1920s. So this company, in one way or another, has been around for a very long time. Uh, and then they started buying companies, and eventually they exploded. And I guess they rechanged or they changed their name to Monsanto in 2000. Uh, it used to be called Pharmacia and Upjohn. That's where it came from. Uh, and it became this gigantic corporation. So what? Uh, what, what does that mean to anybody? Uh, to most people, it means absolutely nothing. It absolutely means nothing. Until you start figuring out the company itself. And then this is where I have a big problem with GMO, GMOs. I'm not even sure if I don't like GMOs. I just know I hate Monsanto. And if you ever get a chance, watch this documentary called King Corn. It talks about uh, corn and how it's used in everything. High fructose corn syrup, gasoline, whatever it is, corn is like literally in all of our lives, one way or another. Um, they also talk a lot about Monsanto, because Monsanto has not had the cleanest rap sheet. They have had a lot of issues. Um, one of the things that they do is, well now... And the, the, I could do a whole podcast on just Monsanto, but their fame, their other famous creation is this thing called Agent Orange. Does anybody remember Agent Orange? Yes, it's that same Agent Orange that is talked about by Vietnam veterans in probably the most negative way possible. It was, as described, uh, an herbicide and defoilant chemical. It was widely used by the U.S. military as a part of its herbicidal warfare program, Operation Ranch Hand. Uh, this not just destroyed the environment, it fucked people up really badly. And now, Vietnam's long gone, right? So you would imagine, oh, Agent Orange is, you know, not in use anymore. Well, guess what? It still is. And it's sold by Monsanto. But because it's been banned in probably every country, uh, except third world countries that have a lot of problems with insects, there's still a market for it technically because it is an insecticide, an herbicide. It can be used like that. And they still sell to other countries. They talk a lot about this in the documentary King Corn, uh, as well as other stories. So that's another one of their famous products. And that they still sell it, even though it's considered to be one of the more devastating creations of its time. I mean, it really messes people up. It's a, it's a, it's a poison. It causes leukemia. Uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma are a couple of them. Many types of cancers. Uh, and this is all coming from exposed veterans. You know, people who were exposed to it in Vietnam because it was, quote-unquote, safe. Monsanto is also the company that created Terminator seeds. That sounds pretty nice. <laughs> it sounds fucking scary. All it is, is that when a plant sprouts, it blossoms. If it's like, um, I don't know, just a basic plant, and plants drop seeds after a while. That's how it continues its process of life. Terminator seeds are dead-on-arrival seeds. They're planted, they grow just like a normal pl uh, flower... Or plant, and then when the seeds drop, the seeds are dead already. Why? One of the big reasons why is because it forces farmers, 
and people who use these terminator plants to go and buy again. So in, in a way, as a business, in a business standpoint, that's actually pretty impressive. But in a moral standpoint, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. And then in addition, Monsanto sells uh, crop seeds. That's one of their big lines right now. They sell a lot of crop seeds. And these crop seeds are obviously genetically modified. And not only are they genetically modified, they also contain the Terminator seeds. So that, let's say we're talking about a farm here. That farm has to annually buy from Monsanto. So they can never sustain a lifelong crop without buying. Uh, and then we t let's just talk quickly about their product, Roundup. Because Roundup to most people is just a simple uh, herbicide, right? It's just a way to kill weeds. But it's also used in, I guess you can say, an evil way. And there's this amazing story, and it's, it's extremely frightening. But it's also told on that documentary, King Corn, which, like I said, I really recommend everyone listening to go watch. But they tell this story about this farmer. His entire family has owned this farm for generations. And across the street was another farm. And that was sold. And the buyers of this farm were Monsanto. So what did Monsanto do? Well, they waited till it was a windy day, and they sprayed Roundup. That Roundup carried across the street onto this farm that had been there for generations, and it destroyed the crops. And not only did it do that, when Roundup hits soil, it destroys the soil. That's one of the great quote-unquote benefits of Roundup is when you spray the weeds, those weeds are not coming back. It kills them. It doesn't get rid of them for a year. It kills them by killing the soil around it. It pretty much poisons the soil. So the farmer lost his entire crop. And then guess who came knocking on the door? Monsanto. And Monsanto said, we'll buy your farm. And he was forced to sell. Then Monsanto plants their seeds, the genetically modified seeds, the seeds that are meant to pretty much grow wherever the hell you plant them, and started farming. And what makes this story not just sad, but impactful, is that there were more stories like this right after this. It's something that they have been doing since the creation of Roundup. So if a company is willing to do all that, you know that they're not good people or good hombres, I guess you can say. What are the impacts of GMOs on an environment? Another question uh, asked on non-gmoproject.org. Their response. More than 80% of all GMO-grown worldwide are engineered for herbicide tolerance. As a result, use of toxic herbicides like Roundup has increased 16 times since GMOs were introduced. GM crops are also responsible for the emergence of herbicide-resistant 
superweeds, and superbugs, which can only be killed with more toxic poisons like 2,4-D, a major ingredient in, oh my god, Agent Orange. GMOs are a direct extension of chemical agriculture and are developed and sold by the world's biggest chemical companies. The long-term impacts of GMOs are unknown, and once released into the environment, these novel organisms cannot be recalled. So, obviously, listen, obviously these answers are one way or another guided to be um, anti-GMOs, but they make good points. When you start putting crops out that can't be killed unless you use a more, like a stronger uh, chemical, things become tolerant. So now let's continue to analyze uh, Roundup because Roundup is the it's a key figure in the company of Monsanto and we're going to tie everything together in just a second. But I'm going to play you a clip. This clip is a uh, it's an interview between a reporter and a lobbyist for Monsanto. Just take a listen. It's only a, it's a short clip. Just listen to this clip. I do not believe that glyphosate in Argentina is causing increases in cancer. You can drink a whole quart of it and it won't hurt you. It's, yeah, uh, it, you want to drink some? We have some here. I'd be happy to, actually. But you, not, not really, but... Not really? I know it wouldn't hurt I mean, me. If, if, if you say so, I have some glyphosate. No, no, I'm not stupid. Ah, okay, so you... you, you no, but I know... So that, it's dangerous, I right? Know, I, no, people try to commit suicide no, with no, it and but, fail no, fairly regularly. Tell the truth. It's, it's not dangerous, dangerous to humans. No, it's no. not. So are you ready to drink one glass of no, glyphosate? No, I'm not an idiot. Interview no. me about golden rice. That's did what I'm talking did, about. Did. Okay, then it's except, finished. Except, except, then the interview is finished. That's a, that's a good way to solve things. Yeah. You're a complete jerk. What this video tells us right away is a couple things. One, that they're full of fucking shit. And then two... Monsanto cannot be trusted. They're putting a product that they believe is, com that they say at least, is completely safe. They even, their lobbyist is even saying it's safe for consumption. He said people try to kill themselves every year, but they fail. That means it's safe. So these people are telling their lobbyists this, right? So how can you be sure? That GMOs are safe. And this is where the original topic comes in. Because the debate is, are they safe or are they not? Are, they, is, are GMOs going to give me cancer or are GMOs fine? Can I consume GMOs? The people who are saying Roundup is okay are the same people that are making this shit. And then just to add insult to injury... Their lobbyists do some work in Washington. From OpenSecrets.org, and I use this website quite often, because as far as I know, it's pretty accurate, because all this stuff that they, that they show is all public information. They're just putting it onto a website. There's no bias. It's just, as they say, the Center for Responsive Politics. They show a list of Monsanto's contributions to candidates. Alright. A lot of these names are relatively unknown. Most likely, like, unless they're your local representatives, you're probably not going to know who they are. But there are a couple that make this list uh, a little, well, a lot scary. 
Um, let's let's see here. Uh, Steve Scalise. Remember him? He was in the news not too long ago uh, from the uh, the baseball shooting. Right above his name, Paul Ryan. Does that name sound familiar? If it doesn't, it really should. Because if you're an American listening to this, you know that he is the Speaker of the House of Representatives, and he's right after Mike Pence, the next in line to be President of the United States of America. Now, why does that mean anything? Well, think of it like this. If someone tells you that this brand of toothpaste will make your teeth perfectly white, and you try it, it doesn't work. And so you're like, I don't believe it. But they come back to you and they say, well, how about we pay you $100 every day if you tell people it does work? You're probably going to start telling your friends and family, this toothpaste is amazing. Now try taking that and adding a lot more money. That's the problem that we have with a lot of this a lot of lobbyists and all that stuff. Again, another conversation for another time. But now you have politicians that are being paid by this company who are supposed to be telling us that it's okay. It's fine to eat GMOs because the company that makes these products is technically paying or at least quote-unquote contributing to these politicians' campaigns. And then a lot of these politicians move their way up the ladder, like a lot of politicians do, and they may get into programs and organizations or departments like the Department of Agriculture, the FDA, the EPA, and then from there, you will start to see certain aspects change. Make it easier for companies like Monsanto to do what they did. And I bet you didn't know this. Because it's one of those uh, one of those news articles and one of those stories that got swept underneath the rug. Just because there was so much other shit going on at the time. On March 21st, Congress passed what is now being called the Monsanto Protection Act. This bill would create... Precedent-setting limitations on judicial review of genetically engineered crops, allowing them to be planted without federal safeguards in place that protect our environment. Without people even knowing, a bill like this was very quietly passed. And the only reason why I heard about it is because Bernie Sanders came out and he talked about how awful this bill was. And I was like, what is this? I couldn't believe this was happening. But it is. It did. Now the crazy thing is, because Monsanto is one of the giants in this industry, they have a lot of companies that purchase uh something from them, use their crops, or buy from somebody who creates genetically modified crops or organisms. So now, ask yourself, what side are you on? At this point, while listening to me talk about this, what side are you on? Do you have a side, or are you still undecided? Well, let me read off some of the companies that do use Monsanto products. Because if you're not sure... You have to know where their products are. 
and you're going to be a little bit disgusted because it's fucking everywhere. We'll start off with the number one, literally the number one on this list. Campbell's. Campbell's Chicken Noodle Soup. Campbell's also owns V8. They also own Pepperidge Farms. Well, they use Monsanto products. So anything that has a Campbell's logo, Monsanto. Next on the list is Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola has an army of subsidiaries, such as Vitamin Water, Smart Water, Dasani, Nest Tea, Minute Maid, Honest Tea, Vitamin Energy. All those products do, or at least could, contain GMO products. Uh, Let's see, you got uh, General Mills, Nature Valley Granola Bars are a part of them, Fiber One, Cheerios. Uh, You have Heinz, and part of the reason why I do not eat any Heinz product is because they are not just okay with it, they publicly announce it, and they're fine with the fact that they use GMOs because they firmly believe that there is nothing wrong with GMOs, or at least that's what they say. But, in case you don't know what Heinz owns, Bagel Bites, everybody's favorite, right? Not mine, but everyone's. Heinz, ketchup, obviously. Um... Uh, they have oh my, the, the, my favorite one on this list, Weight Watchers. Good job, guys. Kellogg's. Now, Kellogg's is weird because Kellogg's has some problems, but they also try. And this is where it gets a little weird because Kashi Bars, Bare Naked. These are both products that are owned by Kellogg's, but do not have GMOs in them. Morning Star Farms, that's the vegan patties, Nutrigrain bars, all of these are supposedly the healthy options, but because they're owned by Kellogg's, you just don't know. Uh, Kraft, Nestle, Pepsi, there's so many companies that use Monsanto products, and they're open about it, because either they believe it firmly, that there's nothing wrong with it, or the more realistic thought is that it's just cheaper because GMO products are notoriously cheaper than organic and using organic is great but it's expensive so instead of using that use the cheaper version that's good business in a way but at what cost Well, there you have it. There's my assessment on GMOs. And to be honest with you, I do not know whether or not I fully support GMOs or not. I love scientific advancement. I think there's so much promise with science and scientific advancement. But when you take science and you try to put things that could be potentially harmful inside of our foods, things that we eat every day, I'm not sure if that's good if that's good or bad. I'm not sure if that's progress. I really don't know. It might it might even sound sort of conservative of me in a way because in a way I do not support the scientific advancement of GMOs because the truth is I don't know whether or not I think they're safe. Re-listen to that clip. Listen to the Monsanto spokesman, the lobbyist 
talk about how he'll drink a gallon of, of Roundup because it's safe. But when offered the Roundup, he said, no, I'm not stupid. There's so much in that. It boggles my mind that people don't believe it. Why wouldn't you? If you're perfectly okay with the fact that you think it's safe to drink, why not make the point? Well, because it's not safe. Especially since it's a fucking pesticide. I wouldn't... I, even if I knew it was dangerous, I wouldn't say it's safe to drink. No one's... That's so stupid to me. But he said it with such confidence to try to sell the fact that Roundup is safe. When it's not. And when you're using the same components of Roundup inside of our food, that makes me really question whether or not it's safe or not. I don't know. So my question for the week... Do you think GMOs are safe or not? It's a simple question, but it really isn't. It really isn't a simple question at all. The debate between people who do not believe in GMOs and the people who do is a very widespread debate. And every year I see more and more people get interested in this. If you just take a few minutes to look into Monsanto... You'll be amazed of the things that are hidden behind Monsanto. And it's not so much GMOs I'm afraid of. It's mostly Monsanto. So this really doesn't help me figure out whether or not I believe in GMOs or not. I believe in scientific advancement, but I don't believe in Monsanto controlling this. Because Monsanto is not in it for the scientific advancement. They're in it for a profit. And when people are in things for a profit, it really comes at little care for humans and their health. I just want people to think about it. Whether or not I'm right or wrong, I don't really give a shit about. It's mostly my concern that I don't think it's safe. I don't know. You tell me. You, you tell me if you think it's safe or not. I'm curious to know. I want to see where people stand on this. It's uh, an issue that needs more attention. That just about does it. Uh, I did my rant. This probably went on for a little longer than uh, the last episode, but that's okay. Uh, This is an important topic, and to be honest with you, I would talk about it more. Uh, I could talk about Monsanto for an entire episode alone, just to have such a corrupt history that it's worthy of bringing up. So, I don't know. Uh, You can find... Our show, our main show, Dumble Over, on blogtalkradio.com. Just look for Dumble Over. Download it for free. Uh, you can also download it for free on iTunes. Just look up Dumble Over Podcast. Uh, check us out on Twitter. We're very active on Twitter, uh, at Dumble Over Pod. We also have an Instagram, a Facebook, if you want to waste your time there. Um, and uh, most importantly, Patreon. Uh, help us out. We're trying to make uh, this show... Not just this show, but our shows uh, into something that we can do for a long time. But we need help for that. Uh, so if you're interested in becoming a patron uh, and you want to help, uh, you want to donate to us, you can go to patreon.com forward slash dumb all over and uh, check out the various options there. Uh, the list is constantly going to be edited. We're working on some new ideas for that. So look forward to that. 
Um, coming up in a couple weeks, for the, or at least for the next couple weeks, I'm most likely going to have some guests on. So we'll uh, change up the course of conversation greatly. Some, with some music, with some sports, whatever. We'll figure it out. Uh, yep, this has been Affirmative Assessment. See you next week. Have you ever wondered what a shelf sounds like? How about a lamp? Well, it might just be louder and better than you think. The new Wi-Fi enabled Symphonic speaker range from IKEA and Sonos is here. So now you can find out for yourself. Shop in store or at ikea.co.uk and fill your home with feeling. IKEA, the wonderful everyday. Oh, look who's home. Long time no see. You haven't changed a bit. Come on in. Welcome back. With genuine BMW expertise, parts and a convenient range of options to suit you, when it comes to caring for your BMW, there's no place like home. Book your BMW service online 24-7. T's and C's apply. Subject to availability, participating retailers only. Now, let's take a look at you.